Welcome to You're the Boss, a mantra for anyone who's ever had to face their own fears, struggles, and even failures. Join host Larry Roberts for a deep dive into overcoming limiting beliefs and identifying where our pasts can shape us rather than define us to build a lifestyle and business filled with passion and purposeful leadership. You're the Boss will bring you proven techniques and mind shifts to help you achieve your goals and build your best life. Now your host, Larry Roberts. Joining us today is digital marketing expert and the owner of Roar Media, Dallin Cottle. While Dallin excels in helping businesses use digital marketing to see exponential growth, one of his biggest passions is giving blossoming entrepreneurs the necessary tools needed to effectively use digital marketing themselves to get their businesses off the ground. Whether he's training the U.S. Air Force, running a successful digital marketing campaign, or helping new entrepreneurs in Roar Academy, Dallin is the expert you need to grow your business. Dallin. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fun. It's it's fun doing these things, man. You know, I asked you before we started recording what your goal was behind uh, doing podcast and this podcast tour that you're on. And it's yeah. it's that interaction, right? It's it's what you were talking about earlier. Share that with us a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's just that I feel like we're we're going into a new economy and I really feel like there's going to be a lot of changes and, you know, further on this conversation, maybe we can get down that road with the changes with digital marketing, but just the interaction that we have with people and be able to create that. I feel like people are starving for this in this new economy. People are more skeptical than ever. People need to have that real talk, if you will. It's so hard to know what's actually truth and what's not and what's, what's made up to get, you know, some attention or whatever. And this ties directly into what I do every day with people and how to really differentiate yourself on a platform where people are really confused at times, right? <laughs> well, I think it's on every platform. There's so many platforms out Absolutely. there that just that in and of itself leads to so much confusion when we're trying to get our message out there in the digital market space. And you're right. You know, I mean, I have my guys that I listen to. I listen to my Gary V's every once in a while and Andy, yeah. Andy Frazella from real AF. Uh, there are other guys yeah. that I listen to as well, but so much of it, man, you sit back and go, okay, this sounds, this sounds a little cheesy. This sounds like, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, this sounds like pure marketing one-on-one to me. And I don't know if I'm buying in. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing to help cut through all that noise? Yeah, great question. Well, what's interesting, um, I'll tell a little bit of the story here. So yeah. back a couple of years ago when I first started like creating digital marketing um, and just starting to put together ad campaigns, I started to realize that obviously if I'm going to talk about this and tell my clients they need to create content and I wasn't actually creating it myself, then we're, we have we have some problems, right? And so I picked up the phone and I just started doing Facebook lives, you know, every day. And at first, like every first time, whatever platform it is, TikTok or whatever, you're usually not a winner um, in, in one post, right? <laughs> and so you do your first post 
And I was like, Hey, that didn't go so bad. I got, you know, a couple of likes my mom and grandma and you know, they all liked it. So it must be, must be at least uh, decent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or appropriate. Appropriate <laughs> is probably so, more likely. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, but then I kept at it for, you know, a couple more weeks day after day and pretty soon my sister and her friends and my, my, my wife then started liking him about a month later. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm, I make that as a joke, but it's like, it takes that time and consistency in about three months into that of just like me, just literally just trying to put a boulder up a mountain. Right. I, I got a message from the air force and they were like, Hey, we need to train air force recruiters, how to do social media marketing. Like we need to take somebody who's worked on a tank for the last 10 years or <laughs> flew a plane or whatever. Yeah. And we need to turn them into professional marketers. <laughs> I'm like, uh, scratching my head a little bit, like, okay, how do we do that? And so we had to really take it back down to the basics, right. Of, okay, really what is at the foundation of marketing and at the very basic level, it's human psychology. So from that we were like, well, let's dive into looking into the little bit more of the history of air force. Like, what are they like, you know, let's look into this. And so as I did that, I came across uh, a guy by the name of John Boyd. Okay. And he had this, the coolest thing I found was called the OODA loop. Maybe some of your listeners have heard of the OODA loop before. The OODA loop? The OODA loop. So O-O-D-A. Okay. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah. So this is a theory that he put together and he was like, Cause he was a fighter pilot. So he's looking, I mean, he's looking at all of his like comrades, like we're, they're going into battle and it literally is like life or death. And he's like, what could we do to minimize the risk and how do we be able to navigate these really uncertain like circumstances and environments? And so he's like, well, first we need to observe like what's actually going on around us. We need to orient, you know, if we see an enemy coming in, we need to change course, orient. And then we have to make that decision within split seconds to be able to say, you know, what's the action that needs to happen. And they, you know, the more you do that loop over and over again, enemy approach, boom, move, you know, navigate, twist, turn, whatever it might be, shoot. Like you get into these habits that create movement. And so that uncertain environment doesn't be, isn't as uncertain anymore because of the repetition. Right. Right. So with marketing, same kind of thing that approach of constant observe, orient, decide, act. What is the algorithm doing? How is it, how do I need to orient? What platforms, you know, do I need to move from because of that? How do I need to act in this situation for it? What's the formula, right? And so the more repetitions people put in, like I said, day after day after day, it doesn't always show up in likes. It doesn't always show up in like the vanity metrics, but I got, I got the message from the people that actually count, right. And got a really cool, awesome contract deal. And it's been a really cool, rewarding experience to train air force recruiters, how to actually create content on social media. Yeah. That is super cool. How did they find, how did the U S air force find you? Did you serve or how did that work out? No. So literally creating live content, literally they just, um, the national marketing director saw, one of the videos, maybe it was shared. I don't, I don't know exactly the whole like uh, movement there, Sure, but it was, you know, he came across it and he messaged me. He's like, Hey, I really like what you're talking about. Cause I was talking really basic level, how to actually get movement and how to start it. And that's when he's like, this is what my guys need. And so we flew, they flew us out to New York. We did some training there. We then created an online curriculum and began training 
more and more squadrons across the United States. So that is amazing. That is amazing. And fun. <laughs> you know, it, it, t- it took me back a minute ago when you were talking about some people liking your post. How cool was it the first time someone you didn't know liked your post? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. is that not the coolest thing ever? You go, oh, oh, I ran and told my wife. I remember <laughs> I go, yeah. somebody I don't know reacted to my post. This is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Or when you post something like just lifestyle shot of like, I was like working out one day and people would message me like, hey, will you train me? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not a trainer. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, but yeah, you start to see people that you're like, yeah, I don't know them. I've never heard of them. Like, and they're starting to follow you now. And it's becomes really exciting. But I think it comes as a result of really treating everybody like you've been friends with them forever. Right. I think that's really the key is being able to connect, connect with a few people. When you connect with the few, it starts to build. Right. And that's really the, at least the key with a lot of the people that we work with, the entrepreneurs with these big personalities that are out there gathering followers and stuff like that. They're all really real. They just say it the way it is. I think a lot of times we hide it. Exactly. I think people have the hardest time finding that balance. And what are some of the ways that you found to be successful where people can find that balance of being real, but at the same time targeting their ideal audience? Because, I mean, we could go on and we could be real all day, but we're not always going to have someone from the U.S. Air Force that just happens to see our post and likes it and says, hey, come work for the U.S. Air Force. That'd be cool. It'd be great if it happens. It hasn't happened to me yet, but I would love for it to. Uh, to make it happen. (laughs) But what, what are some of the things that we can do to be real, but at the same time, be real to the audience that even cares? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a couple, couple of things here. I think the first step is, is really identifying a lot of times we think in marketing terms, we think demographics, right? Like, sure. Well, I work with males between the ages of this that live here and you know, whatever, and we rarely go deeper into the actual psychographics. Okay. So those, that male audience or whatever it might be that your service, like that you're, you know, reaching there, what, what's the actual pain, right? And this was really difficult for, for example, Air Force recruiters, like to find, go into that emotional like place of being like, well, what are people who, what are these young kids in high school and early college years that are recruited by the Air Force? What are they going through and what can you provide for them? you know, cause they would just list off like, well, you get free education, blah, 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 blah. And they go through all this like list of the features that, you know, they provide, but they rarely would go into like, man, for me, like I was just struggling and it sucked and it was super hard. And I didn't know school just didn't seem like it was a good fit for me at the time. I needed something else. I needed some role models. I needed some people in my life. And when they went down, when they go into that, you know, basically one level deeper of vulnerability, you don't have to go, don't go too far, right? You don't need to go crazy, uh, but just far enough that it's like, actually you're being real with people, but you tell them the story of what you actually experience and you relate to where they're at. Right. And so once you tap into that pain and you really understand that psychographic of where, you know, psychology, psych, you know, psychographic, that's where you really start to tap into something that most people won't tap into on the platform. And the, the ones that struggle are the ones that are just, you know, they have like a lens over them that are just like, okay, men or women between the ages of this, I'm selling a t-shirt to them. Okay, done. It's like, no, what does the t-shirt do? Does it make them happy? Does it make them, you know, think about life? Does it make them just look super cool? Like, what does it do, right? It doesn't matter what it is. It's just, how does it actually impact their life in a valuable way and speak to them? We're just, we're all humans, right? We're all 
We're all so, people. We all basically want the same things, right? Are you are you saying that people buy emotion? They don't buy things? Yeah, exactly. They, they buy they things buys. that move them. They buy things that they can relate to. They buy things that make them feel good. They buy things that, that whatever it may be, triggers some sort of emotional response within them. And that's what helps yeah. them buy. And yeah. knowing that and understanding that, if I hear what you're saying, you're saying that's how yeah. we should format our digital marketing approach. Yeah, absolutely. Just just about an hour ago, I was on um, a call, um, a consulting call, and this client in the, is in the fitness industry. So she works with, uh, she has like a virtual coaching business type of thing um, and does like boot camps and different things like that. Well, we were going through her, con- like some of her content and just kind of analyzing a couple things. And I just asked her, I said, did you, I mean, like, when you work with somebody in person, cause she does some in person and then also like online, when you work with someone in person, what's that like for you? How is it different? Right. She's like, Oh, when I'm in, in person, I just give them a big hug. And like, we talk and like, I said, are they, what are they mostly concerned about? Are they concerned about like, like what their macros are, like how much protein they got today? Is that what they're coming up to you and talking to you about? Like, Hey, I got 140. You wanted 150 grams of like protein, right? No, like if they're struggling, they're not like calculating usually like, or saying stuff like, man, I don't know, like I'm not losing weight. Maybe I need to try like, you know, this food thing or whatever. It's like, if I'm not, no, they're not thinking scientifically. They're thinking this week sucked. It was stressful. (laughs) It was hard. Like, do you have any advice? Right. Or like, what can I do to motivate myself? Right. And so as a trainer, if she's just talking to all of the like, okay, everybody, like, here's what the professional coach has to say. Right. And not what the real human inside of her. Cause I don't care where you're at. <laughs> if you're the best coach in the world, there's days where you don't want to work out. There's whatever, you know, and it's about finding what it felt like last week when, Hey, maybe you weren't motivated, but guess what? Over 10 years of consistent habits, like you hit it. So talk to people about the struggle of coming and getting to that habit. Right. People want to hear that you can actually relate to them. You, you understand them. And once they know that you understand them, then it starts to work really, really well because they trust you. Do you see different platforms being more applicable for an emotional attachment to the audience? I'm going through a thing now where I'm 49 TikTok, I know, is blowing up, right? And it's blowing up for more than just Applebee's dances. I'm seeing a lot of real content. Yeah. I, I say real, but real content on there as well. I'm still stuck on Facebook. But at the same time, yeah. you know who else is stuck on Facebook? Other cats that are 49 years old. So, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So how do we find that audience? How do we know what platform is right for us? Because I tried the talk, man. I tried doing some serious content on the talk failed miserably and now i've been gun shy ever since so how can we figure out what platform really works for us and even after we do get that smack across the jaw and go hey this didn't work this time how do we uh find that fortitude within ourselves to go back and and tackle it again yeah well it's important to realize that we're all humans too right and it's like we want to gravitate towards the platform that we actually like being on too and so if it's just dreaded work, like then it's just like, it's having like a job that you don't want to have. Right. And it's just like, it's not going to be fun. And people are going to notice that right off the, you know, right out of the gate. If, if you're cool with whatever platform, right. You're just okay playing on any of them. Right. I say like, give yourself some like time to just play. Right. Don't 
it's not all just work Yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. when you're thinking in terms of marketing it, just, you got to be able to play in there as well and understand it, what it's like on both sides. But when you look at the whole marketing economy, look at the different platforms and yes, you're absolutely right. TikTok is blowing up. It really depends on the business, the niche, whatever it might be. Right. So, but also you got to consider the, the cost to advertise. So as Facebook and Instagram have become, I mean, I guarantee you listeners out here have had problems with like, like followers dropping off. Even if they started with like they had 500, it would have been dropping off the last like six months to 12 months. On what it, platform? They're all platforms on, or on Insta, on Instagram okay. more specifically. Okay. Yeah. And you're seeing this drop off and you're seeing it's harder to reach people on Facebook and Instagram organically just by posting organic, meaning like you're not putting money behind it. Right, right. Right. And so when you look at the, the trend with Facebook, Instagram, because there's so much, like there's so many people that are buying ads, they, they make 99% of their money from ads. So their whole job is to keep you on the platform. And if they can make more money while doing that, then they will. So we used to, I mean, used to scroll on Facebook for a while and then, Oh, look an ad and then scroll, scroll. Now it's like, boom, boom, boom. You switch, you know, to something else. And it's like an ad that's like everywhere. Yeah. So we become really accustomed to seeing ads everywhere. And I think the emergence of TikTok or other kind of places where there's, you know, the, it, it switches up the pattern that we're, we're going through and scrolling. We're seeing all these ads like, TikTok still has ads, like, of course, but like, again, it just changes up that dynamic. And so we went from consuming lots and lots of content. And then now it just has, to, you know, you have to get people's attention faster, shorter, like uh, more profound. So platforms like Facebook are doing, they're still doing really well. They're still the, like the behemoth in terms of like platform, go there, be on it and put money behind stuff when you're ready. Yeah. But if you look at TikTok, the organic growth is so huge. You're just, I always like kind of make the joke. It's like, you're buying, buying up, just you're buying up land. It's the Louisiana purchase, right? If you were on TikTok when it first came out, you just got some really cheap real estate, right? Sure. And so with Facebook or Instagram right now, you're a long road ahead if you're starting at zero, which my Instagram got knocked out of the, out of the space uh, about a year ago. So literally went from 25,000 followers overnight, gone, no explanation, nothing appeals. You got deplatformed completely? Yeah, deplatformed. And this is like, and then the more I've like heard this, the more I'm like being in, being a marketing agency, it just happens. It just happens. And I mean, I remember taking, writing down the code, like to try to like, you know, get it approved. Like just one day it's just gone. I was just like, wow. man, they can't work with reps and everything else. And so that goes to my like kind of next point here is that, choose the platform, but also really what you need to really do is what we talked about, you know, at the beginning was how do you get to the emotion of understanding who you're talking to? What's the value you want to provide? Right. Once you tap that, like once you really get into that and really know what it is that you can really provide the world, now it's just rinse, repeat. And it's just a matter of buttons and features that are going to change all the time anyways. But at the core, whether it was radio, whether it's a billboard, whether it's, you know, TV, Facebook, TikTok, you know, an hour and 30 minutes or a three hour Avengers movie, right? Like 
what, 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 yeah. What gets us to sit down for three and a half hours and watch a movie, pay money and then literally not use the bathroom. Like we don't ever not use the bathroom for three and a half hours yeah, unless we're yeah. watching a movie and we don't want to miss anything. Right. But then we go and post on TikTok a five second, whatever, and no one will watch it. Right. And we're like, well, cause you didn't bring any emotion into it. These guys are master storytellers, right? right. Billions of dollars and trillions have gone into understanding how to tell that story. So you just got to tap into what that story is, right? And what they actually are experiencing and take them on the journey. Once you do that, it doesn't matter what platform, you just want to diversify so that when one platform changes, you're all over the place, yeah. at least in some yeah. manner, right? Yeah, so it's it's high-level concepts that we really need to focus on as compared to the minutia of platform specifics, right? Yeah, exactly. It goes back to that that OODA loop, right? That I talked about, just like that observe, orient, decide, act. The more repetitions you put in into those fundamentals, right? It's the, um, what was it? Vince Lombardi who talked about like, hey, this is a football, right? And it's like back to like very basic, like, oh, we don't know what a football is, right? It's like every 10 yards, right? Here's the end zone. Like all of the very basics of like, yes, like that's football. But when you go back that far and you put in those repetitions over and over and over again, it forces you when you move at a high velocity, it forces essentialism. Yeah. yeah. And you, you can't afford if you're going really fast and you're creating lots and lots of social media content. Are you sitting there scripting every part and piece and worrying about how your hair looks and whatever, like in, you know, what the mic might sound like and the lighting, like, yeah, you're going to care about a couple of those things as you go through those repetitions. But the key is, is getting the repetitions in. And if you're going fast enough, that's why it's so funny to hear, like you mentioned at the beginning, like, yeah, you have like Gary V or whatever, but like, guess what? Like when Gary V shares something that's working for him, guess what? He's been testing that thing for six months probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before he's going to go out and say something, he's already been doing it. Well, what makes him different than us is that, you know, he's moving at such a fast pace and he's multiplied it by having more people help him get that content out now. Right. Sure. So but when he started, it was just a matter of repetition, 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 high velocity. We call it high velocity marketing. And so when you're high velocity and you're going through that process, you're moving so fast that you start to learn faster, faster, faster. And then you become the standard in the industry rather than everyone else getting all this advice from everyone else is great, but it's already old news because it changed yesterday. Right. Sure. And so what we're, what we really want is not what the algorithm is doing today. What we really want is what, are the activity levels I need to be doing so that the algorithm tells me what I need to do for the next month or two. We just need to reverse that cycle. And some of so many of us are playing on the other side. Yeah. And it's very, very tough to kind of quantify that though. You know, so many times we, we, we create content, and I mean, I've done the same thing where I am worried about my hair. Or, well, my hat. I'm worried about my mic. I'm worried about yeah. the lighting. I'm worried about this or that or whatever it may be. And we end up making the content actually worse than if we would have yeah. just just gone out there and just talked. And it goes back to that 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 being real and having a real message and having a real connection with the audience. I'm wondering when you're working with the, with the air force and you're taking say a mechanic right out of the gate. That's never done any social media. What are some of the yeah. first things? What are some, what's foundationally, what are some of the first things you tell these guys to get them started on a successful digital marketing campaign or career or however they're, they're changing gears there. Yeah. So we break it down into a couple of different categories. So the first 
part or piece of this is kind of what I was just saying is uh, it's a high velocity mindset. Yeah. So take, take marketing out of the whole equation and just really look at the mindset around how you have to think to do marketing well. And it means that if you're living in an uncertain environment and you're doing something that is constantly changing, then you have to be moving pretty fast to keep up with it. And so that's number one is just having a mindset of growth of speed precision of just being able to just do the work and know that you're going to mess up along the way. Do you have a recommendation of posting X amount of content per day? You know, going back to old Gary V, I think you hear him talking about a hundred pieces of content a day, which uh, for the average individual is impossible. Right. Do, Do you have anything like that to get those reps in, to get that, the, get that muscle memory put in place on creating content because I mean that's what I'm hearing yeah. you say it's it's no different than training anything else if you're right. if you're a dancer or if you're an athlete of some sort playing some sort of sport uh, if you're a pitcher guess what you're gonna do you're gonna pitch to get yeah. your technique down if you're you're a running back whatever you're gonna run yeah. you're gonna you're gonna run exactly. drills you're gonna run drills if you're a quarterback you're gonna throw all of those things and you're gonna do it hundreds if not thousands of times a day while you're training. Yeah. How do we get these reps in? Yeah, that's a great question. So what we do, like, so there's a couple of exercises I like to have people do that are getting hung up or, or just struggling to kind of kickstart like that. First thing is, is that if you've never really created content before, or you've, you know, you've kind of danced around it, it's going to be really uncomfortable just seeing yourself on camera first off. Right. So what I say is you just grab your phone and just hit record, put it up somewhere or, or hold it. And literally just do like, just create like a little piece of content. That's like maybe one to two minutes. It doesn't even matter what it is. Just tell a story or do whatever for two minutes, just being in front of the camera and just do that same story. Just repeat it like 30 times. Just take an afternoon, 30 minutes to an hour, literally repeat, 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 repeat. Literally in one hour of just repeated content creation like that, you're going to start to be like, oh man, I'm going to change this like the beginning of it this next time. Okay, done. Retake and do it again. Like, oh man, I fumbled all of my words when I told that little story. I'm actually (laughs) going to break it down to three different parts. Okay, done. Next time. By the time you get to the the end of that hour, like you've already created in your brain so many different ways that you can structure content. It's just, it comes so like, it really does come naturally. Like, no, not everybody's gifted, right? To be like, perfect at it out of the gate, but I believe that anybody can practice and get really good at it. The second thing, so that's one exercise is just repeating it really. If you do that, like, well, just do one every day for the next 30 days. It's not the same as what you'd get in an hour period doing the same amount because it happens so quickly. You have to adapt while you're doing it. Then the next exercise is actually going on a platform and doing 10 posts in 24 hours. So pick Ooh. Facebook, Instagram. For most people that are just starting out, they're always like, well, won't that annoy the audience? It's like, you don't have an audience. <laughs> so like, you don't have to worry about that. Man. Yeah. No your, sweat, your problem bro. is not being seen, right? <laughs> so I want you just to throw something out there so that you can just feel like, okay, this is what it feels like to post it. So not every time you post something, you get this anxiety that like, is it good enough? Like I posted 10 pieces of content in 24 hours, like, and I didn't, I didn't care <laughs> or I really cared. And I learned that, okay, it probably doesn't matter because no one saw it. Right. Or it was your mom and your grandma, like I said earlier about my content <laughs> at first. Right. So that's the key is like creating the reps, but I love doing exercises like that or just timing yourself for a certain period of time 
and just how much can I just, how many repetitions can I get in, in this period? Just like you would go to the gym or whatever. It's like, can't be at the gym for 24 hours, right? It's like, okay, let's put aside an hour. What can we get in while we're there? Do the same thing with your content, right? Some of us just overthink it. We create these crazy calendars and stuff. And then we never execute on it. Cause the fundamentally thing that's like wrong is that we actually haven't even practiced like enough and it doesn't really take that long. I mean, these guys, these air force guys, like literally within a matter of weeks would just be creating the best story content on the planet. Like so good creating hundreds of leads, things that are just blowing people's minds because it's just really raw and real. And they weren't over, they weren't overthinking it past just doing those exercises. Yeah. It becomes yeah. second nature to him. And I, so. I think that's the key, man, because, you know, when I first started doing it, I think back to when I first started going live on Facebook, I, I did this thing a couple of years ago, go, it's called Napod Pomo. It's short for national podcast post month or something like that. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. And I apologize for if you're listening now and you're part of that, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but what it is, you, you podcast for every day for the whole month of November. And it happens every year. So every day you're supposed to do a podcast. Well, I took yeah. the opportunity because I was a little nervous in front of the old camera. And I said, you know what yeah. I'm going to do? I'm going to podcast, but I'm going to do it by going live on Facebook. And that's going to be my podcast episode. And I did that every day just so that I would get accustomed to being on camera. And I did it, you know. And actually, not only did I do it for 30 days, I did it for about four to five months before yeah. I started getting sidetracked with some other things and it, it, it kind of took over. But during that four to five months of going live every day, man, I got pretty comfortable in front of a camera. And now I don't care, you know, if we're on camera yeah. or not, you know, now I'm speaking on stages. Now I'm speaking on camera in virtual events. I'm speaking all over the place. And that exercise helped tremendously, helped me overcome that anxiety of people seeing me on camera. Granted, I still, you know, go, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you're not, you're crazy. Yeah. Like if you're not nervous doing it, it yeah, you're, 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 an, you're psycho because yeah. everybody gets nervous <laughs> or you don't, you don't care enough about the outcome of what it is. Right. Like right. before, before coming on here, I mean, I've done, you know, hundreds of these interviews, but it's, I get a little nervous every time because I want to make sure that I provide value. I want to make sure I'm on my A game and doing push-ups right before. So I have my energy up and I'm like, okay, let's like, let's do this. Right. Got a little pump in the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so if I kind of just get tired and tear, tear off here, it's because I did too many. So <laughs> that's hilarious. man. <laughs> that is too funny. Hey man, where can people find out more about you and find out more about your, your marketing training uh, and, and just learn more about your story? Yeah. Um, roar, roarmedia.io and right in there on the website, we have our Academy roar Academy. Uh, we have, we're a full service agency. Um, but we also have our, yeah, we have our Academy and fractional, um, CMO services as well. So we actually strategize with companies, do the actual work for you. And then we also provide the UK do it yourself. If you're, if you're in early stage and need to learn it, kind of provide a full spectrum for wherever people are at. Oh, that's cool, man. I, I got to ask, because I had somebody that I was talking to yesterday and their website yeah. ended in .biz. You're ending in .io. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you see any any drawback to that? I mean, have you had any kind of resistance to having an IO as opposed to a com? And are we at that stage now where com's not as critical? Yeah, so the .io is actually taking, we've, we've just, we were following it for the last couple of years, like trend-wise with, 
um, SaaS companies, software companies. Okay. And so last year we actually launched a, it's called UDA Pro. So on the topic of UDA, but UDA Pro is our, um, it's our SaaS like automation, like uh, marketing platform that we've, okay. that we've brought out as well. So we use that with all of our clients. And so we thought, hey, we're really moving in this like, you know, transformation through digital innovation is really what we say. And so through that transformation and helping people, we realized that the tech part of it is a big part of it. And so that IO just kind of, you know, brings in kind of that whole spectrum. So we brought that in just because of that. We realized that, yeah, .com is always, you know, definitely around, but most of the time people don't land on a website without clicking something. And so usually there's always going to be a link. It's rare that I'm on TV, go to, go to roar. Right. And they're like, right. roar. And it's like, Oh, like there's Katy Perry's song. There's this, right. There's whatever. Right. And it's like, no, it's usually like they're going to click on something now and they're going to be directed right to the page. And I'm probably not going to send them to my homepage anyways. I'm going to send them to a dedicated landing page for whatever that might be. Right. So, you know, the podcast link here, you're probably not going to send them to just some random website. You're going to say, here's the exact episode link. Boom. Yep. Right there. Right. Yep. And yep. so I don't think it makes a big difference anymore. People are always like, man, I've spent, you know, the last couple of months trying to figure out what my website should be. And I'm like, dude, you got five minutes, go high velocity, pick it, move on. <laughs> you can I always go it, back man. and change it. So there you go. That's cool, man. I appreciate that perspective. And I think it's one that we need to take into consideration more so down the road as well. So don't be held up by that dot com. Just take it. I love that high velocity approach and run with it. So Dallin, thank you so very much for being on this episode of the podcast. You brought a lot of value and I think a lot of people are going to learn just the concepts. And I think the concepts themselves make all the difference in the world because we could always jump down and get into the weeds of the details of do this and this and pixel that and track this and this and this and that analytics here, analytics there but it's the concepts that make all the difference in the world. And once we get our minds wrapped around the basics and the conceptual approach to what we're doing, I think we'll find a lot more success overall. So I definitely appreciate that perspective that you brought today. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Love being on the show. Love what you're doing. I love, I love, yeah, I love all the questions and everything here. So your listeners have a, have a great place to be. Cool deal, man. Thank you so much. You've just listened to you're the boss with Larry Roberts. Join us for our next episode where we help you achieve your goals and live your absolute best life. Be sure to subscribe, connect, and share. Until next time, remember, you're the boss.